This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Coffin. Before I introduce my guest and the topic for today's program, I'd like to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the show is a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have lots of different sponsorship packages available that can pretty much meet almost any advertising budget. So if you'd like more information about how to become a sponsor, go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com, click on the link for sponsorship, download the information, and then give us a call. We will be happy to help you. Now that that little bit of business has been taken care of, I want to introduce my guest for today's show. Dr. Lois Ricci is a longtime resident of Tucker, where she chairs the Tucker Civic Association's Lifelong Community Committee. She serves as an adjunct faculty member at Kennesaw State University, where she teaches gerontology courses and the professional development in gerontology certificate class. Her column, Age-Friendly Decatur, Age-Friendly Tucker, I'm sorry, featured in the Our Town DeKalb magazine, discusses the city's commitment to its age-friendly designation by the World Health Organization and the challenges and issues around that. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ricci. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So before we go any further or get into any of the other questions that I have for you today, I was wondering if you could tell me, tell us, my audience, a little bit more about your personal journey and how you came to do the work that you do. Uh, I have, I've made a, a, a long trip and I'm very thankful <laughs> to be here. So I can, I can tell you for people who, who don't mm-hmm. remember many years ago when women were expected to either become teachers or nurses yeah. if they did go to school, uh, I became a nurse. Wow. And I was um, very, very proud of my profession. Uh, I, I married young, had children young, mm-hmm. and that that was not going to stop me from doing the things that I really wanted to do. And I continued my education, mm-hmm. did advanced degrees in nursing, and became a geriatric nurse practitioner. Wow. And only after we had moved a lot, I, I moved with my husband, who who was uh, in the in industry, and mm-hmm. we moved, and in each state we moved, I went to college. Wow. And, and took care of my children, was a part-time student, part-time, full-time mother, always full-time mother, mm-hmm. and worked around that and um, continued on in my education, received several degrees, and mm. I'm very proud of that, but I'm more proud of the work that led me to it. Wow. And, and but I took a job in a hospital, night shift, and mm-hmm. I met some people who were entrepreneurs back in the 70s mm-hmm. who wanted to open up a business in geriatric education in St. Louis, Missouri, because at that time, Missouri had employed a new law that required all nursing homes to have education for their staff. Wow. Development, and that was my origins in staff development. Mm-hmm. And I agreed because I had the right credentials, and I went to work for them a couple of days a week, and then that turned into a full-time job. 
and it led me to continue on to complete a, uh, another master's degree in gerontology, wow. which was, was not very well recognized at the time among the health professionals because geriatrics wasn't seen as one of the rising stars mm. in the field of healthcare. Wow. And it happened in the last 50 years. We've mm -hmm. certainly made a lot of changes. But then I decided to continue on just because I wanted to continue and we were moved to Georgia mm -hmm. where was the time I'd ever moved without children. And I realized that children are a socializing factor for mm -hmm. a lot of us. You're right. You're without right. those kids, I went on to school again and I completed a doctorate and in adult education mm -hmm. with, with a focus on aging and how older adults learn. Wow. And that... That was my beginning. Yes. I moved to Georgia, and I had the good fortune to be employed at Emory University, wow. where I was on a, an NIH grant project mm -hmm. for four years, and then transferred to the newly developed Center for Health and Aging, where I worked until it dissolved uh, several years later, went to UGA, where I worked on a grant program, wow. and then decided that I was going to move on and do something different, mm -hmm. and became professor and a consultant. Wow. And that's who I am. That's amazing. You, and I'm so glad um, that I had the good sense to ask you about your journey. Because <laughs> uh, that in and of itself speaks volumes um, about this topic. Um, you are a truly a lifelong, lifelong learner, wouldn't you say? I, I would say, and if my husband didn't say enough is enough with college, <laughs> I probably would have continued on, but it, I continue to take courses, and I get so much pleasure out of teaching because I learn so much from my, my oh, students. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm, I feel motivated already, um, personally motivated. That's terrific. So um, my next question would be, gro um, growing old and dealing with all the changes that come with that, can be a difficult process. I mean, I'm 55 and I'm noticing my own changes and, and, and some of the struggles with that, particularly as it relates to menopause. I'm also um, a daughter of, of an 83-year-old mother uh, who's, who's having some struggles with that. And I've watched my aunt grow up. Well, she, she passed on, but my um, both aunts, uncles, stepfathers. Um, and so I've seen the struggle uh, and so we know it can be a difficult one. What are some of the common challenges that senior women in particular face as they age? Can we talk a little bit about that? Well, first I'll give you my philosophy. Yes. May I call you Deanna? Yes, right? please, please. And first I, I, I have to tell you my philosophy is either you can become a victim of your aging yeah. or you begin to benefit from your aging. Wow. So, You've got to decide where you want to go with that. And regrettably, health does play a part. As yes. much as I'd like to, to get up there and sing that aging is beautiful and everything is <laughs> you know, the reality of it is is that, yeah, some things happen to us. Yes. Life changes. A lot of it's dependent on what your lifestyle was. Yeah. A lot of, uh, not as many genetics, because we realize now that you can overcome genetics wow. to some extent by your lifestyle, but at the same time, there are things that predispose us to problems. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is that my biggest, uh, my, my biggest complaint mm -hmm. about aging, uh, the, the way we look at aging women, whether it be in the workforce, mm -hmm. whether it be on the street, in the grocery store, mm -hmm. or in the department store, is that we, we have them in a special 
special place. We, as Asian women, have been put into a special place that is, okay, honey, sweetie, yes. young lady, you know, all those stereotypical things that they say to us instead of saying, um, thank you, ma'am, or, or how we would like to be addressed yes. and respected for what we do have to say rather than being put into a corner. Yeah. I, I think that that's the biggest thing that, that you have to look at. And, and I, 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 I guess let me give this mm-hmm. as a caveat. I know that, that this isn't respective of everybody, mm-hmm. but I want women to know that at any age you can be whatever you want. You just have to let them know that you're capable of being it. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think you're right when you say that we get slotted into this category, um, you know, particularly as we age, but I think maybe even throughout our lives, you know, um, my daughter who's 19, she's had different ones say things to her and and she's young because they just assume that, you know, this young girl, you know, um, maybe she's not so capable. Um, but she's had to let them know I'm very capable. So I think they, I think the world, I think society, maybe we are doing a little bit better about this, but I think you're right that they still do that to us. And we have to, we have to really fight against that ourselves. If you don't mind my introducing a, a couple of, of examples, okay, I think that we, sure. number, number one, one of my dear friends who I worked with at Emory mm-hmm. got her she had been a, an Emory graduate. She was a master's prepared nurse from Emory. She applied for a position on the NIH grant that we are so proud to have been on. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoke to the PI on, on her committee mm-hmm. and said to him, I'm 55 years old. I have raised my children. Mm-hmm. I do not will not have to worry about my missing work for my children. Right. I have really good health and I am capable of learning, mm-hmm. and she got the job. Oh, wow. So I, I think we, that's one of the things that I, I like to, yes. to reflect back then, yes. and that was 20, almost 25 years ago. Wow. And the other thing I will say in today's world is that I am uh, preparing to become a facilitator nationally mm-hmm. for universities across the country through AARP. Mm-hmm. It is a program called Disrupt Aging. Wow. And what we will do is work with college professors mm-hmm. going into their classroom as guest speakers mm-hmm. and spending an hour with undergrad, two hours mm-hmm. with undergraduate students mm-hmm. looking at aging. Mm-hmm. It's stereotypes from both end ageism wow. and how it affects young people as well as old people. We're going to be talking about the process of aging. Mm-hmm. And most important, how do you look at aging? Wow. Look at me and tell me what you see. Me. see yes. I am not a young woman, yes. but I'm capable of helping you to become a better person. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You, you said something earlier, um, and I wanted to go back on that and recap because it's it's super good. You said that you uh, you have to look at how you can either look at aging in two ways: um, that you're a victim of it, basically, or that you um, that you bring benefit to it. Can you repeat what you said about that? Well, th-
from what you have to offer, yes. and I know that you can benefit from what I have to right. offer. Right, based on the fact that I have, I, what I bring to the table uh, because of my age is uh, a wealth of experience. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And at my age, when you get older, yes. Um, so, and I don't want to capitalize on that and say, oh, at my age. Yeah, right. Because I am very grateful, first of all, to have reached my age, mm -hmm. and second, I'm very grateful that you've asked me to tell you how you can look forward to getting old and continuing to do whatever you want. Exactly, exactly. I love that. A volunteer, volunteer. Yes. But if you work, why shouldn't I have an opportunity to work? Exactly. And why there be ways that you can employ me for 30 hours a week? I don't want benefits. That's I right. Have I've achieved that. I've got my right. benefits. That's right. I love that. I think it's. I think it could be a win. I think as we begin to reevaluate age, um, and 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 older people, seniors, whether they be men or women, in this case we're specifically talking about women in the workplace. It could be a win-win situation for all concerned. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Remember, you 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 must remember because yeah. it was your your generation yeah. that that this is when Helen Reddy saying, "I am woman." Oh yes, yes. National um yeah. became the song, yes, and, yes. and more than the song, listen to the words. Yes, yes. You no. are so such an amazing, positive, um, progressive message, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, and it did back in the seventies, yeah. and look at it still. Oh, yeah. It's reinforcing yes. what we knew all along. We're capable. Yes. I'm limited. I am capable. Yes. Yes. You know, so, so I, I, I love I, that. I love, I love that. Um, you know, and, and this kind of is a segue um, uh, into the next question. We talk about being capable, but I think it so much depends on your outlook. Uh, and depression, as you know, is a common problem among seniors, especially those who might live alone. I know my mom's been um, dealing with some of that. What can a senior who may be experiencing some low grade or some type of depression do to get motivated? Because, you know, if you're depressed, it's hard to, to I mean, you and I are talking about how good and positive it can be to be older, but so many people don't look at it that way. So what can someone do um, to get motivated if they if they're depressed if they're a senior that's depressed and, and I, I know that you must have already heard this from many mm -hmm. I, I have to say first of all you have to understand whether you are suffering from yeah. depression which right. is a clinical disease sure. or you're depressed right and uh, and and there's an old Yiddish word um, mm -hmm. my family is Jewish oh, and so I, uh -huh. I always go back to my my some words that are so appropriate and have been have been intertwined into yes. uh, into our jargon. It's called, and I think there was some wonderful comedian that yes. used to say it all the time. Yes. I'm I'm verklempt. Oh. I'm verzocht. Oh. And these are the New York terms yes. at the time. Yes. And what they were saying essentially is, I got this big cloud hanging over my head, yeah. and I can't get up out of it, yeah. and I can't get down under it, I know. and I need some help. Mm. That's that's that feeling of depression. Yes. <laughs> You can have any day of the week. Really? And you and I have probably suffered it more definitely, than one week. Definitely. So when I in bed and you think, oh, done, another yes, day of exactly. cleaning. Yes. Another day of not getting out of this house. Another day of finding something to eat because I can't do anything else. Right. And I'm starting to look like it. Yeah. And all of the things that happen to us, 
expect that depressed feeling, yeah. but when really suffering depression, I think it's time yeah. to get some help. Exactly. And exactly. Identify it, and if you've identified it in your mom mm-hmm. as a serious condition, mm-hmm. then some help because right. it very often it could lead to depression yeah. and further depression and yeah. dementia. Wow. Which that wow. is an outcome of long-term depression. Is that right? Because you lose yourself in a world that you're happier in. Yes, you lose yourself in a world you're happy. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone up to this point uh, describe dementia like that. And I've seen and read some things. I mean, I've not studied it, but um, I had a very close neighbor who was um, depressed for a long time, lost a husband of a massive heart attack, had to raise her three children alone, lost a son to AIDS, and then lost her daughter, uh, another daughter to um, congestive heart failure. She had a, she had all these things weighing on her, and she just, she was a vibrant woman, but we just watched her go from that to just depression, well, through depression and then into dementia. It was very hard, but I've, so that comes to mind when you, when I think about your um, definition just now. Uh, yeah, and so you saying at that point, and I, and I wish that she had gotten the help she needed, um, but, um, but it, it's not, but this is something that people need to recognize you're saying so that they can get the help they need if that's the case for them. Is that what you're saying? Well, I believe that, and, and I wish that other people believed it too, because sometimes, and, and because so many of us are still stuck in that world where if you had mental illness, yes. you didn't think about it. Yeah. Nobody wanted, your, fa- no. your family didn't want anybody to know. No, that you no, it's a lot of shame. Yeah, there was shame attached to it rather than it's being tagged. Yeah. A depression is a disease. It's yes. a problem. Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. And so, yeah, and there's, there's help available, but you've got to be willing to um, get the help. And you need a community of people around you, like you said, who won't shame you uh, and who will support you to get the help that you need. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, I would love to say that, that if you go to a doctor mm-hmm. and they poo-poo it and say, well, you know, you're getting older yeah. and it's going to happen to you, then you simply say to them, sir, could you please refer me to somebody else wow. who could help? Wow, and that's you gotta, big. Uh, you know, you go to a grocery store and if you get a product you don't like, you bring it back. Why do you go to a doctor's office and if, if you're not satisfied or not getting results from what you're being treated for, you don't find someone else who might be able to do a better job. Exactly. I love that. Sean, do the next thing. Um, and in our case, um, we need to make sure we're supporting our seniors, be the, be that senior, whether that senior is our mother or father or auntie or uncle, so that we can help. Because this could, that's, you know, it can be tough to say, well, I'm not going to see my doctor anymore. I'm, I'm going to find another doctor. I think that you need a supportive environment to help you do the next thing, don't you think? I believe that, yes. Yeah, that yes, can be difficult. Um, so I, I, I want to know firsthand, um, or I know firsthand, that menopause, which is where I've been for the last little bit. I was in perimenopause. Now um, it's been I'm 55 and I'm in full-blown menopause. Uh, and all the physical and emotional changes that come with that, it can be a difficult process. I know it was for me. And different women suffer, you know, on the spectrum suffer differently. But what are some specific things that women can do to start uh, to re, to basically give themselves a new jump start for the second half of their lives. I know for me, um, I've basically been reinventing myself, I guess I would say. So can you speak to that a little bit? Well, you're probably, you've probably already given one of the answers <laughs> of reinventing. So yeah. I, I think 
that's very positive. Mm -hmm. We know that usually between maybe 49, 50, yeah. and 55, yeah. 55 mm -hmm. in the end of, the, of it, yeah. women are going to go through menopause yeah. as a very normal. It the process is. is normal. The, uh, some of it, um, and I, I don't want to say this and insult anybody, right. but some of it is exacerbated by what everybody else has told them. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it ends up being a very scary process. I mean, yeah. that can set you up to be very scared. Exactly. Yeah. And it does affect us. And, and some of it, without our even realizing, mm -hmm. it is because we've been told so long it's yeah. going to affect your right. sexuality, yeah. it's going to affect your emotional life, it's going to affect your relationships yeah. with your spouse. Yeah. It's going to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And then there are those of us who went through it at a very young age. Yeah. I was in my... Bodies wow. and, and realized it was coming, so it wasn't <clears throat> prepared. Yeah. At a bowling alley with a group of my friends from the hospital, and standing at the top of the alley and pulling my shirt almost down my waist yeah. because all of a sudden something hit me that was so hot I couldn't believe oh. it. I didn't. Wow. But then it hit me from my neck up, and, <sighs> and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what's going on? Yeah. And yeah. my little. Because I had put it in a place where it was just a normal part of my aging. Yeah. I, but I was too young. Yeah. So you, it depends, too, yeah. at, your, at, at your wonderful age. Yes. And I, I say that at, at 55, yeah. fine. Yeah. You're going to have some problems. Yeah. You may have some emotional days, yeah. but don't have emotional days anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you need to put it in perspective. Yes, put yeah. it in perspective. Yeah, yeah it's your changing, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a hormone yes. that you carry around for a long time, That's right. you go to your doctor, you make decisions, you make choices yeah. based on your, your health history, whether they want you on an estrogen replacement, sure. whether there are other medications that could help you, yeah. there yeah. are a number of proven yeah. naturopathic yeah. definitely, definitely. So, and I, I never, one of the things that I will tell you as a, a nurse practitioner for many years yeah. and as an educator, I've always said, I don't tell you anything unless I have your chat in front of me. Wow. Chat in front of me. Yeah. How can I tell you, yes. Deanna, yes. this is what you should be doing when I don't know what what your life yeah, has been, exactly. what, what your medications are, what yes. your history It's like you asking me a little right. bit about myself. Right. You didn't know a thing about me till I told you. Exactly. What did I say to you? Oh, I think you ought to go on yeah. this. You know, and that was, and you know, initially when I first started symptoms, um, which was in my 40s, it was the whole perimenopause thing, and I went to my doctor, and she's like, oh, I mean, I don't think she listened to me three minutes before she started writing prescriptions, and I tend to be more uh, in the natural uh, path camp, uh, but she just, and when I told her that, she's like, well, there's basically nothing I can do for you. She just wrote me off, and, and I did end up having to change doctors. I actually had to look through a few before I found one that I was you know, more comfortable with. So you're right about that. And I think that we as women need to be willing to um, search for the answers. There's a lot of really good material out there. And there are some really good doctors um, who, who want to listen. You know what I mean? And there are many good doctors who want to listen. Yeah. We have a whole new group of nurse practitioners who augment the care that doctors give. And doctors are finally willing in the state of Georgia yes. to accept that, that nurse practitioners do lend something to their practice. Oh, that's and wonderful. So 
know, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I can say that because I'm a nurse practitioner yeah. and I want to say, you know, listen to me. Yeah. I don't pretend to be a doctor. Right. If I hadn't passed my nursing exams, I might have considered it. But right. Right. I, I'm very, very pleased that you're there to help me and support me. But right. let's help this person. That's great. That's wonderful. I love the information that you just gave. Now, um, I recently read um, through a bio that was given to me about you about um, that you're in the process of researching what it means to be a super senior. Um, what enables people like somebody like Ruth, you know, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who just recently passed away at the age of 87 and who basically worked up until her death. What enables people like her to do extraordinary things in their twilight years? Well, let's expand from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who I admired for many, many years, yes. to just think about the hearings that we heard before our new Supreme Court judge was appointed. And when you listened to all of the hearings and you looked at all of the senators and the representatives of Congress who interviewed her, mm -hmm. and you looked at their ages, 50% mm -hmm. of our Congress is over the age of 65. Wow. And we never give that a thought when we think, gee, these are the people who are making laws that are going to affect me and my country. Exactly. How I can accept them as older people, but I can't accept this woman who is 62 and has just applied for a job because wow. I don't think she's capable. Wow. Isn't that... that is, that's pretty schizophrenic, you know? Yeah, that's, yes. that's true it is. Yeah. Ruth Bader I think, until her very end, yes. probably made the best she could. We don't know yeah. personally yes. because we don't know what was going on with her health. Right. But overall, I would say to people, I I don't I don't know yes. why yes. there is this bias. And yes. as far as to go to what you just said, yeah. I just want to share with everybody because I hope this becomes a phenomenon that people look at. I've only just begun to research it and I've done a couple of programs on it mm -hmm. at the places I consult with mm -hmm. and in my class. There is a, a study that yes. has been conducted. It began about 10 years ago at Harvard, mm -hmm. and it has now gone across the country. A, um, a Professor Rabowski is now doing it at Northwestern University, and it's called Super Agers. Yes. A E R S. Oh. And they are people in their 80s yes. who have been proven to have the mental and cognitive capacity of people in their 50s and 60s. Really? And, and they're finding more and more people. And now that they have begun to do autopsies on the oldest of the people who were in the study, yeah. they're recognizing that neurogenesis, which is the regrowth of the cells in our skull, yes. in our, our body, yes. that in spite of the fact that for years and years we believe that you get old, you lose your cells, you lose it. Yes. No, that you lose it. Wow. No, that wow. you have a continuous growth neurogenesis throughout your life. Wow. And these people, it has been proven that more and more older people, as we gain education, yes. and not only, not only academic education, yes. Anna, yes. It, education is part of life. Oh, it does, yes. If you were a plumber that, that apprenticed and learned through apprenticeship mm -hmm. and improved your skills mm -hmm. over the last 50 years, mm -hmm. people are going to say, I want Hank to come in here and do this because he really knows it. Yes. Oh, but George, George is, is licensed, and he went to college, yeah. and he had a degree. Well, but he doesn't have the experience right. that Hank has. Exactly. Exactly. So education, it sounds like, uh, which leads me to my next question, is a part of, well, continually 
uh, allowing yourself to learn is a part of staying viable, which is like I said, um, a segueing into my next question. What are some other specific things that women can do, people in general, women in particular, to stay viable mentally? We talked about education, but also spiritually and physically. And then the second part of that question is what role does physical activity play in becoming this super senior? Uh, well, it probably um, began a long time ago without you realizing mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's like you, you, you're interested in what you're doing yes. and what other people are doing and is learning more every day. Yes. And I think that that's one of the big secrets to yeah. learning, learning how to do something that you never did before. Yes. If, you, if you really want to do it. I know. Oh, you've got to come and do yoga with me. Yes, yes. You know, I hated yoga. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I got arthritis in my knee, and yeah. I couldn't do that bonus position. Yes. And I was so angry. I figured, well, I can do Tai Chi. Oh, wow. I can do Tai Chi, so why don't I do what I really want to do? Yes. Why am I doing it? Because Barbara and Sally and Horton yes. are out there, and they're my friends, and I play bridge with them, right. and they're Yoga, so now I'm going to go to yoga. Right. I hate yoga. Right, exactly. Do what you want to do. The point is do it. Um, do it. Just do it. Do it. And if you want to take a college course right now, 60 and older, yes. you can take a degree if you want to. Oh, my. Right. That's wonderful. Right. If you want a degree. Wow. Look at the man last week got his degree at 82 from oh, Kennesaw. that's amazing. What? That is so inspiring. But I think, you, I think you're right. And so we have to be willing to challenge ourselves um mentally and be and like you said being like you are a lifelong learner what about physically how does the physical activity well you talked about yoga um but but you talk about tai chi i mean that that does something to the brain doesn't it oh absolutely anything that gets your endorphins going helps you out and, and that's another whole subject yeah you know, all of those what it does to your body right. that you spend hours on. but the bottom line is, is there are places you can go yes. if you want to go there right. there are malls that you can walk sure. in there are churches that have a special walking yes. area yes and tucker i can speak to that we have a place there are you can walk around your block oh, or as always. i do right now in this this viral Yes. conditions that we're in. Yeah. I I have a church around the corner up the street yes. that I walk through and I walk back. Wow. And that's my exercise. Wow, the that's one wonderful. thing we're all learning about from this virus is how difficult it is to be active, to be motivated. Yeah. You get into a rut when yes. you're when you're isolated. You do to fight back. Um our time is wrapping up but I wanted to I wanted you to speak to this. Uh, what do you say to the senior woman and there are a lot of them out there whose children are grown, husband is gone either from divorce or death, um, and uh, who feels that her best years are behind her. I talk to women, I, I talk to women a lot. People know that I love to share. They know that I'm empathetic. I tend to be, I am an empath. My husband says you are a big empath. So people call me regularly. I, I, I went to the mall just last week and sat with a woman uh, who I who I really don't know very well. We've met um, because our um, husbands used to work together, um, but she was recently divorced. Husband has left her, um, and who's just um, a beautiful person, but she's just sad. What do you say um, to those women who feel like their best years are behind them? Okay, uh, a 
lot depends. Yeah. Based on what you just said, I just said you met somebody who you got a little bit of information about, who you know better how to talk to. Yes. First of all, you got to understand that like we started out this conversation, yes. we're all different. Yes. And, and if, if you've got somebody who's going to say to you, you can say that, you don't know what it's like, right. then, then you're already up against the brick wall. Yeah. You can say, you know, I, I don't know what to do to help you. Yeah. I'll always be here if you need my yeah. help. But to respond to what you said, um, I your, your best years are still ahead. Yes. As long as you're alive yes. and you're capable, then your, your years are ahead of you. Yeah. And if really if you really want to, to do something with your life, yeah. it's out there for you to do it. it the opportunities are there. And all I can tell people is is um anytime I I'd be available like you. I'll yes. sit in the mall with anybody yes. and talk to them yeah. about yeah. But most of all, I got to talk to you about what do you see as your life ahead of you? Yeah. What do you want to do? And if it's, oh, please, you can say that. I yeah, can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? Yeah. Think of one thing that you can do and start from there. I love it. I love one it. One thing. I can make a, make a pie and bring it to somebody at the church yes. that doesn't make that's, that's exactly a, right. I don't care what it is, yes. but, but do something and stop saying I can't that's, do it. Oh, that is, that, that, that is a word, Dr. Ricci, and I don't think we can end with a better thing than what you just said. I, I absolutely love that. It's basically taking a baby step. Take a little step, and that will lead you to the next thing, don't you think? Absolutely, and never and never say I can't do it. And whatever you say, yes. if you ever want to hear of the wrath of Lois Richie, yes. you say at my age. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! We had. I expect better things from you than that. That's okay. beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Doctor Richie, our time together is up. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. I feel inspired and ready to go outside and do something great. Uh, so I, I'm so blessed to have um, been able to talk to you today. Thank you for taking time out of your business schedule to share with us. I, I know that the insights that you shared about aging gracefully and productively are going to be extremely helpful to my listeners. So, so thank you so much. To my listeners, if you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show icon. Um, I'm going to include some helpful links to some resources about aging uh, and ageism uh, at the bottom of the show page for this episode. So please don't forget to scroll down and check those out. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Women Radio Show events, you can also go to the Working Women Radio Show Facebook page. Please become a friend. We really do want to hear from you. Uh, share your comments, ask your questions, uh, and let us know what you think. Well, um, that's it for today. God bless, and we will see you next time on the Working Woman Radio Show.